I was also very young and angry. Shanghai Air Express, it's copy, it's fake. We are in survival mode. Every year it was dropping 20 to 30 percent. Our business was like completely stopped. We think we're beautiful. We make the regulation, we set the rule. Welcome to the next episode of In China Between Meetings with your host, Marian Danka. And today I'm extremely excited to have a guest, Sophie Chen, who is the CEO of SAE Relocation. Thank you, Sophie, for joining me. Sophie graduated from Shanghai Normal University. Sophie is local Shanghainese. Sophie, please tell me more about uh, your background. What did you study and how did you end up in the relocation industry? talk about how I get into this business at uh, first. Uh, I am born in Shanghai, grew up in Shanghai, studied in Shanghai, uh, I'm absolute Shanghainese, uh, very proud of Shanghai. So that's, uh, that's my background. Um, and uh, when I first graduated, I had an interview and the boss told me uh, it's a import and export for household goods and personal effects mm -hmm. so i got the import and export parts but i didn't got the, the rest of the sentence so i end up started started working and i realized it's a moving company and since i since then i i'm always in this um, industry so, so at that time you didn't expect that to be the actually moving company, right? No. So it was it kind was, of a surprise that came after you say like, okay, yes, uh, I, I want to work for this company. And they're like, oh. Yeah, I, I, I thought it's import and export. So it sounds very much like trading. Mm -hmm. And back then trading was still very like trendy at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. And it fits my major, which is English very well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, and then a few days later, right, you started your own company or joined SAE, right, relocation. So what's the story behind the company and actually SAE means what? So um, I worked uh, a few years in that company and uh, I noticed that moving, um, especially in uh, international moving industry, it's a white man's world. As an Asian lady, it's just not possible to move or it's very, very difficult to move up into a managemental uh, role in the business. So that's... Um, and at that time, I was also very young and angry. So <laughs> I choose to quit and start my own business. And uh, uh, SAE at that time was called Shanghai Air Express. Mm -hmm. So because I was very tired of what I did and because at that time there was a lot of entrepreneurship. If you still remember, there's a Shangyang market mm -hmm. in Shanghai at that time. And then there is also a lot of like uh, t uh, fabric markets and uh, different things you can buy to export cheap to Europe and the US. So we help those young ex uh, entrepreneur to ship 
things by air mm. to overseas. That's how um, we started actually. And uh, uh, when it was 2008, when the crisis comes, mm -hmm. so we added move, like private move, which was my old profession, uh, into this into our current business. And since then, uh, we rebranded Shanghai Air Express to SAE, and uh, we are still using the same name now. So what does SAE mean? It stands for what? S for Shanghai Air Express. Okay, so straightforward as that, simple as that. Yeah. Great. So the next question is, uh, it's been since 2005, and since 2005, it's been already almost 16 or, or, or more years. Uh, there definitely been lots of changes um, in regulations and uh, you know the, the shift in the um, waves of people coming here to China and people leaving. So what have changed and how did you uh, change your business model, your target audience? Um, so we we shipped our first box right back in 2005 when we were still Shanghai Air Express and in 2009 we start really like drop this air shipments part and start to focus on family moves um, and at that time um, our business model was simple it's like moving um, high-end um, uh, expat families mm -hmm. and then in 2010 we had Shanghai had the expo mm -hmm. so we have our first milestone um, projects which is the UK pavilion and we helped them to wrap uh, if you still remember the rods the seat rods mm -hmm, on the mm -hmm. UK pavilion so we wrap them we ship them we distribute them uh, and then in between 2010 to 2015 was actually the golden years for our industry. Mm -hmm. Every company was doing great. The industry was booming. Um, and uh, we also opened our Beijing and uh, Guangzhou offices. Mm. Um, companies are... Um, has big at that time has a very big expat packages they have a big moving allowances so um, to take an example people have so many allowances they can't spend they can't they have to buy things to fill it up before they move back so things like a motorbike with sidecars which you don't you don't see anymore in shanghai back then was very popular um, and those tibetan style cabinets the opium beds the jewelry cabinet all are all those very favorite things that people buying from china bring back to their home and uh, in 2016, the market actually hits the top and a start after a thing stand, the market always go down. Mm. And the number that we got from the custom was that every year it was dropping 20 to 30 percent for the for the for the basically for the household goods industry. Um, so we sense this threat the market threat and it's lucky that we're a local company our strategy are very much focused on local so there's two things we did so we added um, business relocation services in mm -hmm. our service scope so uh, when we say business so so this this strategy is actually not only uh, helping us to in, to to make our increase 
during this downsizing uh, period, but also like actually very much help our client. I think that's the most important part because thinking about when you move your own home, how many hassles you have. Mm -hmm. And when you think about one administrative person handle offices moves from hundreds to thousands of people, it's just not possible. There's a lot of like planning, coordination, communication needs to be done like internally and externally. So that's where we came in and that's how we helped our corporate clients to to move um, the business, uh, their business, their offices, their factories. And the good thing is we are the one and only moving companies that in China are able to have both arms, which is family move and business moves, both arms very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our, our advantage and this is very unique in this market. Uh, the second thing that we did we, it was we designed a service processes for local clients because we noticed that throughout years, like the, in the beginning, the percentage of our Chinese client was zero and the, the percentage is always increasing, even though it still represents a smaller share of our uh, revenue, but we see the potential and we notice um, that it will definitely grow. And because we're in China, the ex-mobile market will have a cap and the local market has no ceilings. And that's why we're improving this part of our processes uh, for for, for the better future. That's quite interesting. So I think you found a way to make your business sustainable, actually to open up to a bigger market and, you know, potential to growth. And then another thing happened, which is COVID. So how COVID actually affected your business and how did you react? What did you do? What did you change or if you change anything at all? It was tremendous effect, impact, I would say. Um, if you still remember in the beginning of 2020, all the compounds are closed. Right, mm. all the construction side are being uh, like pulled out. So basically, our business was like completely stopped. So it was very tough for us at that time. And the business started to pick up the middle of the year. And uh, we, um, the the good things is that we we're the first one that came up with virtual move concept. So we uh, actually last year the number of the people who moved was a lot so people are actually like moving back a lot mm-hmm. and then but on the offset the inbound client was almost zero right mm-hmm. so nobody gets the visa nobody allowed to come into china again right so that was very tough and um we are in survival mode right for the 2020 and for the 2021 i would say we're still on the survival mode because the it's just that so many people already moved out (laughs) and not so many people left to move out plus coming in still not possible i mean now they started just started to open up Mm -hmm. a little bit so it's easier for you there's ways to for you to get visas but it's uh, it's very difficult, yes. But when we look back, I think 
uh, there are two things that we did right. Uh, one thing, because at that time you never know whether you you don't you you did those ballsy choices, and you don't know whether you made a good move or you made a shitty move, right? So the two things that we did was one, we we gathered our called um, our employee, and then we tell them that um, so there's no reduce on on the people, so mm-hmm. nobody will get fired. And no one will, nobody will get their salary decrease. So we will take all the financial hits. But what we ask you to do is please get whatever business you can get and take care. They take good care of the client. We take care of you. And you take good care of the client. And uh, you know, let's survive. We don't know how long it's going to happen. We can only look at what is going mm-hmm. to happen in the next three months. And what we what, what we do, whatever we can do, and the second good things that we did was we actually hiring more people. Hmm. Um, it's like it's like the the stock market, right? Like when everybody panic, you go in, right? So at that time, we actually found a very good talented people that are on the market. And who's um, I would say not very expensive, but um, we we really appreciate those people who are willing to join us at um, this very like special moment, you know. And I would say like when we look back now, we we think it is working. I like the strategy. I'll note it down and make it as the takeaway for sure for this interview. <laughs> so what the situation? Today is it looking more positive?、Uh, more business coming in. The situation is changing、uh, for 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 better, right?、Um, when you're talking about today,、uh, like this year, I say it's still surviving、yep. year, right?、Um, and I would like,、um, but I want to talk about.、Um, Bigger picture, right? So,、mm-hmm. who we are really think we are today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how we see ourselves in the market,、mm-hmm. right?、Um, I one of my good friend Emily, she has a very interesting theory about made in China. So she's working in a fashion business, and she's always been the in in this business.、Um, so she said there's four phases in made in China. So the first phase is labor factory, really made in China, tagging China. The second phase is copy. So companies、mm-hmm. like I don't know, Liying or you know、uh, Huawei, or it's copy, copy the logo, copy the design. And copy the quality, but you you can still see it's obvious. It's copy. It's fake. The quality is not there. The senses are not there. And the, the third phase is that、um, we have our own design.、Um, the quality is also there. We think we are able to competing with the international quality, the international、uh, design, the, from outside to inside, right?、Um, that's that's the third、um, third thing, and the fourth phase is、um, we think we are beautiful. We think we are the one. Um, we are proud of it. It's like Guo Chao, 
So mm -hmm. Chinese style is the style. We make the regulation, we set the rule. Mm -hmm. So that's how she think like made in China full faces. Mm -hmm. And I reflect this in our industry, right? It reflects perfectly, I think, because um, in the beginning, like we, uh, when we started, we do a lot of subcontractor work. We supply labors. Um, we, we work for big companies. Uh, we work for big international companies. Whatever job they're not able to handle by themselves, we do it for them. Um, and the second phase is we try to be them. We copy them. We, we uh, try to look like them right uh we we see how they uh, how their processes are how their documentations are um and how they present to their clients right we copy um and the the third phase is that we we understand how it works for them we know the regulation we know the rules we know the process and we try to do ourselves and we try to do the stuff that more suitable for the Chinese client, mm -hmm. for for our market share, for our company, right? So this is the third uh, thing, and uh, the fourth thing is that um, we have the whole thing. So we have the resources, we have the client, we have the market share, uh, we have a thing to say. So we set the rule for this industry and there are so many Chinese company, Chinese good moving company, relocation company are here that um, the international players are not dominating anymore. We are competing with each other. We have our own styles because we know like we're strong enough. So that's we I think where we are we are right now is still at the third stage and I think it's gonna be take five to ten years to reach another milestone and that's super yes. exciting times definitely yes for the company and for the people who work for the company yes technology very big topic everyone is talking about it technology disrupting industries changing the world for better for worse depends um, so how much technology is embraced by your company in your industry and what are the, some of the examples that you're doing to make sure that you keep up with the pace of development um, I will say two things. Uh, one thing is um, what you can see from outside, right? So like Holala uh, or yeah, those uh, APP, right? Um, and uh, those are for like mass market, right? And we're focused on high-end uh, market. It's mm -hmm. it, this is same like the IE service, right? So you can get an IE to come to your home within a couple of hours, very easy, very fast. But the convenience, the, the pain of the client is actually the convenience. But because we're at the high-end market, the, um, the pain for our client is not only the convenience, it's also very much based on the trust, the confidence, and the quality of the services. So on this part, I think we need to, to stay on top of our game and be sensitive with what is happening surrounded us, the new tech, the new trend, and when the 
the the time comes, those big players uh, who owns you know the lead, uh, leads generation tools, they will come to us. And on the other side, internally, I would say uh, we are um, we have changed the way that we analyze uh, our data completely. Um, uh, and it was also very different. Uh, this is part of like we're designing our own process. Uh, oh, I mentioned before, different from the international companies. We use like simple SaaS system. We build whatever we need, um, simplified all the processes, but putting whatever data are necessary to be uh, analyze and uh, in the future to predict our business in the future so the whole processes are very much set set and I enjoyed it very much so if you have another question related more to you than business uh, um, so you've been in this industry for over 10 years or, or 12 years and the same company so how 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 do you actually stick because lots of people are changing after two or three, five years. So it's been already over a decade and you're still there. What motivates you? What makes you excited every morning when you wake up and you say like, yes, today we're not, we need to move this company. We need to move that family over again and again and again. Um, I think one very important reason is that I really want to see how we can go, how far we can go. And I want to really see if one day we can be, because our goal is to be uh, one of those companies at the top for high-end uh, moving services, right? Because when I go to uh, US every year to attend the moving industry conventions, every each of companies in Asia have a local company that takes majority of the market share and uh, not those international companies but this is absolutely not the situation in China and I why cannot be us you know why can't come be me so this is the uh, the belief that has in mind um, you know and and I want really want to see maybe I fail but I want to see how far I can go how far we can go as a team um, and um, and the second thing is you think doing a company for 12 years it's very repetitive but actually it's not because you have so many aspects of the uh, of your company right you're not always working in the business you're not dealing with different clients every day but you are working on your business so you tune different things right so you always have um, bare, like in the barrel you always have one board is shorter than the other board and for that um, six months you need to focus on improve your operations or marketings or you know different stuff so and you have different projects different goals that you 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 set and you want to achieve so I think yeah um, uh, that's that's the second reason and the third reason is because I am I'm tradition I'm a very loyal person and I believe in like running as at my own pace and the run run 
a long run. That's what I always believe in. Thank you for sharing. That's super helpful because um, as the founder, I think those are the things that you need to understand and that's what keeps you, keeps you moving forward, right? And uh, towards the, the big goal. And the last one before we wrap it up, um, let, let's envision what will happen next in the industry. Where do you see this industry is going in five, ten years? Relocation, um, shipping industry, moving industry. Um, it's very interesting. Um, I would say um, I can only say for China. I think it's unfair for me to 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 speak for the whole global, right? But because the whole global is a mobility, right? And uh, China is part of it, um, and I uh, from the economic point of view, China has overtake U.S. becoming the number one uh, country who owns, uh, who has the most 500 fortune companies listed. So uh, when, when Chinese company going to a U.S. convention before, uh, we don't sign big contracts we don't we are not the one getting the big contracts right so uh, all the big contracts like Nike like Ford IBM whatever you name it all the big con contracts mobility contracts are signed out from US and as a Chinese company we don't have the opportunity right but uh, it is very very different now right the world is switching from the West. You know, it's not t completely, but the scale is uh, is more and more balancing towards Asia, and um, and we I can see like a lot of things happened in the Western countries will actually happen in China, which means we will have more powers and we will have more contracts signed out from China like companies like Huawei they sending out ex like Chinese peoples like thousands of Chinese people by dance right uh, like different like Zhongxin like different Chinese companies everybody was talking about Chinese companies moving outside so there's a lot of potentials in this section and uh, we of course uh, we also have our internal strategy and we want to see like how we want to position ourselves in this new wave right and this is also a challenge thing that for us we're still working on it and try to see it's the next wave it's not our turn yet but how we are able to merge ourselves to re um, repositioning ourselves that we can you know bring more values to our corporate clients yeah thank you Sophie thank you so much thank you for your sharing insights they're super interesting and uh, I wish the best uh, on your entrepreneurial journey and I'm looking forward to that uh, phase four coming up soon uh, let it be smooth uh, fast and um, definitely it, it will bring lots of excitement right in the future because like you said it, it's reshaping the world is reshaping right and that's the place you're gonna play in it is quite interesting
that was uh, episode uh, in China between meetings with uh, Sophie Chen. Please share, like, and comment. And see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>